the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ was God's word. Christ was God's light. And nothing that matters came into existence without Jesus Christ. Friends, we can't have a new year. We can't have a new beginning. You cannot be forgiven. You cannot move forward in life without the personal presence of Jesus in your life. That is Pastor Michael Oxentanko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Don't forget the worship service is held every Saturday at 11 o'clock, but we would love to see you there. And we will have details on that as we continue on with today's program. You can also watch the broadcast live, streaming at reachinghearts.org slash video every Saturday at 11. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Today on Reaching Your Heart, Pastor Michael Oxentenko will conclude the Shekinah gift. We brought to you the first portion of this message the last time we were together. We will conclude it now. And remember, you can find the entire message available for you at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Let's get underway. Here's Pastor Michael Oxentenko. Jesus told his disciples that he was homeless. and They had nowhere left to lay his head. And so Jesus was the homeless God looking for a home and a hearth that first Christmas. Jesus made the journey from the womb to the tomb to show us the Shekinah glory of God that makes us live, that brings light to darkness, that dispels hatred and brings love, that gives us eternal life because Christ is the life. And when he was in the tomb, you remember, two angels bowed their heads, one at his feet, one at his head. In the Greek prost, it's the Greek preposition for at, in the direction towards. Facing the head, facing the feet, the two angels were bowed in the tomb. Why? Because in the darkness of death, Christ was the Ark of the Covenant. The Shekinah glory of God was there when he was placed in the tomb. The life giver was in the tomb. The Ark of the Covenant friend at Christmas became a baby in a body that would go to the tomb. But he was the Ark of the Covenant there in that cave stable in Bethlehem. The Ark that held the law, the manna, the Shekinah glory of God, the preexistent Word of God, became a baby and a manger. The Shekinah gift. Friends, Jesus is the Ark of the Covenant in the Gospel of John. Jesus is the true temple in the Gospel of John. Jesus is God with us in the Gospel of John by metaphor and teaching. The baby in Bethlehem's manger was the light of the world who came to save us all. A gift is meant to be received with a grateful heart. When you give someone a gift, don't you want them to say thank you? Is that an unrealistic expectation? You give someone a gift and they say, oh, well, I deserved it. Wouldn't that be an awful way to receive a gift? Or if they come to you at Christmas and they say, well, I put all this together for you. And you say, oh, so what? No, that's not how you receive a gift, if it's really a gift. A gift is meant to be received with a grateful heart. 
When someone gives you a gift without strings attached, the gift means that this someone who gave the gift cares about you. They may even love you. So when you receive a gift, let's practice together. Let's say, thank you. Thank you. You can say it with depth, thank you, thank you. The Hebrew noun for love is taken from the Hebrew word to give. Most people don't know that. The Hebrew noun for love is taken from the verb to give. When God gave Jesus, friend, God gave God's love as a gift. When God gave the gift of Jesus, the gift of Jesus was God in the gift. It wasn't just a gift. It was God in the gift. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, we're told. The Shekinah gift that shows the light and the truth that God loves us. That God in this baby loves us. That God will save us. That God will bind his divine nature for all time with human nature to be Emmanuel, God with us. John 3, 16 and 17. I don't get tired of these verses. I don't get tired of them at all. You know, we could preach a sermon every week on John 3, 16. It would never get old. <laughs> because it's the Magna Carta of the Christian faith. It tells you why sin started. Sin started because the devil accused God of not being a loving, giving God. How do we know that? Because this is the answer. For God so loved the world that he did what? What does the Bible say? That he gave his, not yours, not mine, not others. He gave his only begotten son. The Greek word here is monogone, his unique He's unique, one-of-a-kind son. He's not a created being like some people would have you believe. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He gave his unique, monogamy, one-of-a-kind son that whosoever believes in him. Now, the whosoever is broad. The whosoever is large. God doesn't have a narrow, stingy heart when he gave Jesus. He has a big heart that wants to save every single human person by the gift of Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. How many of you want to perish? Keep your hands down. How many of you want to live forever? In that group, I want to live forever. Should not perish, but, and here's the good side, but have everlasting life. You know, let that sink in. The gift brings everlasting life. And then Jesus continues in verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We need Jesus. That's the bottom line. We need Jesus. The gift of Jesus is the greatest gift of a greater love than ours. That is God's eternal life and love for us, with us, for all eternity. When a man or woman or child receives Jesus Christ, they receive the Shekinah glory gift that is God's love wrapped right for Christmas. And somehow God's love in Jesus received into the heart a thankful, grateful heart. It saves us. That's how we get saved, by believing and receiving. It saves us from our sins. It saves us from us. It saves us from our propensities. It saves us from our mistakes, our failures, our family system mess. It saves us from all of it. Why? Because God wants us to live with him so he can love us forever and ever and ever. And in Jesus, we are forgiven. We are loved. We are accepted as if we had never sinned. By faith. A gift doesn't do you any good, friend, if you don't receive the gift with a grateful heart. That's what faith is. Receiving the gift with a grateful heart. That first Christmas, Jesus came into this world that was full of darkness. 
bent on evil by the power of the bent one who had deceived the whole world so the world would not be ready to receive the light of the world. It was the traumatic climax of the history of the old era. There had to be a break. Something new had to come in or this planet would not have continued. John 1.9, the true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world in the ancient past. And the world was made through him. He was there in Genesis 1. He was the light of the world that through him all things were made, we learn in John 1. It says the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. None of the great world religions had a clue who he was. You know, don't tell me and don't tell others that all religions lead to God. They do not. They do not. Jesus leads us to God because Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, there are good people in all world religions. And Jesus says many of them are his sheep. John 10, 16, I have other sheep and other folds. I must go and gather them. So he's not pushing them out. But friends, they are God's sheep in spite of those world religions, not because of them. And the Holy Spirit permeates the darkness of the world because God loves a people in every place on planet Earth. There will be people who will be saved who have to be instructed in the plan that Jesus died for their sins, but they have yielded to the Holy Spirit. Romans 2 tells us that their consciences will clear them in the judgment day. And Acts 17 says that God looks over, winks at the times of ignorance. But let's not elevate the times of ignorance and say that it's great. No. This ecumenical world religion thing doesn't fly. Christ is God's gift to show us the way. He came to his own home. You see, he had set aside the Jewish people as his people. He had been assigned to them in Exodus 23, 20, 21 as the guardian divine, God in angel form, guardian angel who would lead them to the promised land. He was the messenger of the covenant, the angel that redeemed them who was more than an angel, who was Emmanuel, God with us in angel form, but still not close enough. And so it says he came to his own home. As a baby, as a human being, he clipped off those mighty angel of the Lord wings as the mighty messenger of the covenant. And he came to us as a baby. And then it says in verse 11, his own people received him not. The light and the pillar of fire and cloud came to his own home that first Christmas. And there was no place for Jesus in the inn. Jesus was not let in. He was pushed out. No place for him in the end. The fire of God's glory came in the cold night of our shame and sin. It was there, wrapped up in Mary's womb, ready to be born, to be wrapped in swaddling clothes, and in a stable full of animals and hay. The dark cave stable, the hay also kept him warm with his mother's arms also. I wonder what the universe thought when they saw Jesus born that way. The commander of the hosts of heaven, The vast cosmic universe, you know, today they say, if it works, not the Hubble telescope, but the James Webb telescope will launch into space. It will go to a place about a million miles in outer space that will follow our Earth's orbit. And they say they will be able to look to the very dawn of time, to look back in time to when galaxies came into existence, the transition from darkness to light. Now, I don't know what they're going to find, but I'm telling you right now, Jesus rules it all. Christ is the Word of God, the Bible says, that upholds the universe by the Word of His power. We are just gaining a glimpse as to who Jesus is from the science and physics of our day. For all eternity, we will still try to grasp it. Jesus came as God's gift 
to his home that first Christmas and his people rejected him. C.S. Lewis was right. Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than the whole world. Jesus came as God's gift to save and he was rejected. The king of his own land tried to kill him. Herod tried to kill him. The religious leaders of his temple didn't bother to find him when the wise men came looking for the star that would lead. He came anyway. Christ came to whoever would receive him because God's gift, the Shekinah gift, is not based on how good you are, how much theology you know, how respected you are in this important group or that. Christ came to save the world. The Shekinah gift was given to us all freely because God loves us, everyone, and God loves the sinner who is far away from him. God's love made the journey to give the mighty gift from God's heavenly universe. Jesus came into our world to save the whole world. You meet also in a journey to give the gift that was costly, not an easy gift. The Bible says that all the riches of God are placed in Jesus. So when God gave Jesus, he emptied heaven's treasury to save us. Christ came into our world to save us. God was bankrupt in the gift of Jesus that led to the cross. Only a few were willing to receive the Shekinah gift that first Christmas. It's amazing how the greatest gift that we can ever know is the gift of Jesus and how it is so easy to snub him, to snub God who has given the gift. God's heart is so full of love. The angels found the shepherds who were outsiders living in a field. The rabbis would have nothing to do with them. And God's angels directed them to the manger full of heaven's hay. They were raising the little lambs that would be used at Passover, we are told, in the second temple period. And yet they could never have Passover meal themselves. They were directed to heaven's hay in a manger. By a star, God's angels led the wise men who weren't wise at all without God. He led them first to the theologians and the religious teachers of the temple. He had no time for finding the Christ child. They knew where he'd be born. They pointed the scripture out in Micah 5. But they didn't bother to follow them to find him. They didn't care. They knew where he'd be born, but they didn't bother to make the journey to find him. They didn't value him. The definition of a wise man is forever defined, but what these outsiders did to find Jesus. They left Jerusalem full of priests, arrogant priests, and know-it-all teachers, and they left all of that to find Jesus, and so should we. And they left these experts far behind because they wanted the expert, the light of the world in their life. A wise man and a wise woman was and is and will always be defined as that man or woman, whether rich or poor, free or bond, or somewhere in between, who chooses by faith to search for Jesus and find him. That is a wise man or wise woman in God's eyes. The one who seeks Jesus finds God. And when you find Jesus, God finds you, and you're wise unto eternal life. We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today, so please stay tuned. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend the live service in a streaming format at that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's Reaching Your Heart. And so the light came into the world that first Christmas, John 1, 12. But to all who received him, pause, 
but to all who received him. I want to be in that crowd. I'm raising my hand. Lord, make me part of the all. How many of you want to raise your hands with me? I choose by faith to be part of the all. But to all who received him, who, here's the qualifier, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God. The Greek word, he gave authority, power to become the children of God. Who were born, you see, he was born in Bethlehem's manger. By receiving him, we are born again. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He was God's son. We become God's children by receiving him. In verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. You know, not stingy, full of grace and truth. Now here's the climax of the first part of the Gospel of John. We have beheld his glory, the Shekinah glory. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. John says that he and the others saw the Shekinah glory that tabernacled among them in his day. The Greek word for dwelt is the verb for tenting. It represents the Shekinah dwelling of God. It means the tabernacle in a tent, like a sanctuary tent. Jesus tabernacled. He became the sanctuary, the temple for us. The human baby Jesus in the womb of Mary became the divine sanctuary that held God inside of him so that when we accept him, we have the temple in us because Christ is in us, the hope of glory. That is why life in the womb is sacred and no one has a right to take it from God. Because Christ came to a holy temple. And in that womb, the tabernacle of God was with men. And anyone who can be born of God is holy to God as well. Not in the same way, but holy nonetheless. And the gift in the womb was not an empty gift. John writes that the Shekinah gift was full of grace and truth. The kind of grace we need. Grace means favor, kindness, unmerited. The kind of truth we need. You know, truth is the stuff we can't figure out unless God reveals it to us. Not a truth, but the truth. Friend, grace is God's favor, full of kindness that freely forgives us and freely reaches out to us with the gift of God's love and forgiveness in Jesus. I was preaching not long ago, and someone tried to correct me because they really felt bad that I was saying love, 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 and forgiveness too much. And I thought to myself, my goodness, we're strengthened by God's love, forgiveness, and kindness. That's how we overcome sin in our life. You know, people want to talk about overcoming sin, and they don't have any place for God's love and mercy and kindness for somebody else and themselves. They're not overcoming any sin. Instead, they're liars. They're living a life of arrogance because it is the love and kindness that God, Paul says, that leads us to repentance. I want to be perfect in God's way, not some crazy way. You know, perfectionism is the disease, the disease theology that is arrogant off the charts. It's the theology of narcissism. Narcissists are not good people. Narcissists need to be broken to become good people. You see, righteousness by faith is taking the goodness and greatness of man in our own eyes and laying it in the dust so that through Jesus, through faith in him, in brokenness, the poor in spirit but they receive the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says. So it's in our humility, it's in our brokenness, we receive the gift of God. That's where the joy comes from. So let's leave that crazy stuff out of our Christian walk in life and focus on real overcoming. 
faith working through love, which will result in the fruits of godliness in our church and our personal lives. Friend, every sinner needs a Savior from sin. If you're too perfect to be a sinner, you can't be saved. That's a fact. If you're too perfect to be a sinner, you can't be saved. Every sinner needs a Savior from sin. The Savior from sin is Jesus. The light is the opposite of darkness. John tells us that the one who lives in the darkness is full of hate. And that is the deepest sin that Jesus came to overcome. You see, we are embedded with the principle of hatred, of self-preservation. Christ came to show us agape, selfless love and to die for our sins because God can't set them aside. And in doing that, there is love in the Christian heart because we live a life of gratefulness. That's what sanctification is. Living for the one who forgave you. Living for the one who justifies you. Living for the one who died for you by faith in him. So hate from God did not come to us that first Christmas wrapped as a present in the manger. No. God wrapped his infinite love in swaddling clothes and laid the Shekinah glory gift of God in the manger as Joseph and Mary placed the baby God-man in the manger. Friend, we would never know God were it not for Jesus. We would have no clue. No matter how smart a philosophy you come with, you would never know God without Jesus. And we would never know God were it not for love. God's love gave us Jesus. We see and we feel God's love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit because of the gift of Jesus. God wrapped his love tight and right. His loved one who was with him before all time, the Bible says, who was God before he became God in angel form, who was God before he became God in human form, who was in the very nature and image of God from all eternity. Christ descended through the long chain of circumstances to become a human baby in a stable full of animals with the smell of the barn to save the world. That's the condescension. And when he's done in his life journey, he goes to the cross, which is the equivalent of every man and woman's hell at the end of the millennium. And he enters the darkness of that experience when God closes the blinds so that no one can see what happened there. And there are the father and his son. Work it out for us, one sin at a time from Adam to the end, until there's nothing left to condemn. When Jesus says it is finished, he wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. He got it done. That is love. God wrapped his love tight and his loved one that first Christmas. From the womb to the tomb was the journey. Merry Christmas, world. Merry Christmas, dark world. The Shekinah gift of God's light has come into the world. Behold the Shekinah gift, the light of the world, the light that the world needs. Friends, Jesus is the Shekinah gift, full of God's grace, full of God's favor, full of God's truth that saves us. Jesus is the Shekinah gift that is the light that shows the way to God. The light that shows us God. Desire of Ages, page 26. The work of redemption will be completed. In the place where sin abounded, God's grace much more abounds. The earth itself, the very field that Satan claims is his, is to be not only ransomed but exalted. Our little world, under the curse of sin, the one dark blot in his glorious creation, will be honored above all other worlds in the universe of God. 
Here, where the Son of God tabernacled in humanity, where the King of glory lived and suffered and died, here, when he shall make all things new, the tabernacle of God shall be with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And through endless ages, as the redeemed walk in the light of the Lord... They will praise him for his unspeakable gift. Friend, the Shekinah gift. And then the text ends by saying, Emmanuel, God with us. Dear Heavenly Father, we hold a light in our hand. Nothing magical about it. But for us this day, it represents the light of the world. And Father, I take this light of this candle and I place it against my heart. Because if I could, it would be closer than it is. Father, you take the true light that enlightens every one of us. Jesus, the Shekinah gift. Please bring him into our hearts today. Please, may he stay there every day. Thank you for forgiving us in Jesus. Thank you for showing us the light of your love in Jesus. And Father, help us to live like Jesus because of the gift. That's the only kind of perfection we want is the obedience of faith that works through love. Father, love your people. Give them a good year. One more year closer to the coming of Christ. May Christ come into their families, their hearts, and spiritual revival, mine also and my family, in my life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen. And thank you for listening to the Shekinah Gift. You can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. We appreciate you listening. Hope to find you here again next time when we have another edition of Reaching Your Heart for You. We would really love for you to be a part of our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock. And that address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road. Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org slash video. reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.